This is the Serial at Midnight Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Serial at Midnight Podcast. My name is Heath Holland, and I am going to keep this introduction short and sweet because I've got another excellent conversation with Frank Tarzi on tap for you. It's a, Frank doesn't do a lot of interviews, so it's a huge honor for me, for the channel, that he has not made one appearance at Serial at Midnight. He has returned. This is the return of Frank Tarzi, uh, the Senior Vice President of Acquisitions for Kino Lorber, and he is a wealth of information. He is remarkably open with as much as he can be. You know, There's some things he's not going to be able to talk about, but one of the things that I love about Frank is that he will talk about things that maybe other folks aren't going to talk about, maybe other people in his position wouldn't talk about. Uh, that makes us love the brand even more, right? That's why we want to know, we want to know how the sausage is made, and that builds a connection, and I think that's really important. So there's things in this uh, conversation, listen, there's title announcements in this conversation, there's title cancellations mentioned in this conversation, there's a lot of breaking news here. Uh, there's stuff about deals that are being made right now between Kino Lorber and some uh, some studios, not just in America, but worldwide. Uh, there's just so much here. And if you care about physical media, but not just physical media, if you care about movie history uh, and when you want to know how it goes from a studio vault to your shelf, this is the conversation for you. So if this is your first time with a Serial at Midnight uh, episode, Please subscribe. I do a monthly spotlight on Kino Lorber where I cover every single release from Kino Lorber and their partner labels for that month. Uh, there's a Kino Lorber playlist at my at Serial at Midnight on YouTube with dozens, dozens of Kino Lorber videos uh, spanning hundreds, actually realistically probably thousands of Kino Lorber releases across the years now. I don't think there's any other platform uh, on YouTube or maybe even in podcast form that has such complete and regular coverage of Kino Lorber. So please subscribe so you don't miss anything. Guys, without further ado, Mr. Frank Tarzi from Kino Lorber. We last talked in October and uh, we answered a lot of the fan questions there, a lot of the stuff that people have been wondering about. So this is kind of just touching base and just seeing how things are going. I feel like in the last, you know, since then, since October, it's been a few months, but there's been a whole lot of stuff coming out. I mean, there's been some great 4K releases. There's been more. I got my February releases right here. We've got, well, this isn't February, but the, we're up to 11 with the film noir uh, Dark Side of Cinema box sets. Yeah, we got, a, uh, we got 13, 12 is coming out. Uh, 12 is coming out in April and then 13 and 14 are coming out in May. 13 in the beginning of May and 14 end of May. And then 15 should be in June. And then we're going to take a little bit of a break because then the first, the next box set, universal box set will be, we're working on right now. That will be volume 16. Volume 17 will be uh, an MGM one probably or a paramount one um so 17 and 18 are going to be probably mgm and paramount the other thing that i wanted to do a poll on i wanted to kind of do a poll on twitter to try to see if people want us to repackage some of the film noirs we had released to, mm -hmm. to create additional volumes i mean they're going to get two movies for the price of uh, three movies for the price of two right it's going to have a slipcase um it's going to be you know that's that's the question i want to ask and i want to see if people want to do it because we have a lot of universal uh even some paramount and some of the studios uh 
for more titles that would make sense, uh, you know, being released as sets. Uh, these, these box sets have been very successful for us and I'm very happy with continuing to do them. As far as the actor box sets are concerned, you know, we I did say that they didn't do as well, but we are gonna do Audie Murphy, volume two and volume three. We ran into an issue with one of the films we had picked up for volume three, the master we received was a 133, 137 master. And the movie was supposed to be a two point, uh, supposed to be 185, I think. So, so we need to replace one of the films, but pretty much it's set. Some people may say, well, why don't you pick this one? Or why don't you pick that one from the Audie Murphy films? Well, we picked the ones that had HD masters, I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. uh, those box sets, you know, we do, they cost a little bit of money and everything. So when, when, whenever there is HD masters available, uh, we would it would make, the, make it an easier type of a release for us. So, so the six Audie Murphy films that we've picked up for, the, uh, for volume two and three, Volume two is going to have 1950s movies, and volume three are going to have 1960s films. So, are they predominantly westerns, or do they oh, have? Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, they're all westerns. Are westerns picking up for you? When we talked in in well, the Audie last... Murphy volume one did very well, and that was all three were westerns, but those were really good films. So, yeah. these are also very good films, but they're not as I think those were like a little stronger. So, I'm seeing a resurgence of westerns. It's it's really starting to catch on with some of the people, um, and it's exciting for me because I'm a huge fan of westerns. So well, I know, you know I understand. Go ahead. We did, we did. I'm sorry, but we did pick up. Uh, you know, I picked up a couple of more westerns in the previous deal. Uh, Tomahawk and uh, Border River. They both have Ivan De Carlo in it. They both directed by. Uh, it has the same director. Mm. Um, and uh, you know, one has Joel McRae, Western Legend. The other one has Van Afflin. So it's uh, they're 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 fun movies. We're gonna see how those do. Uh, there are a few other westerns that you know that have hd masters there's some other good ones that i want to do but with cost of everything going up for me to continue to pick up these smaller films that we have to pay for new restorations on it just makes them more and more difficult for us yeah uh there are times i pick up stuff just because i feel like we've done something and we kind of want to complete a series or something so even though the originals had not done as well we still you know, go in and say, you know what, let's let's spend a little bit of money and just finish this up so the fans will be happy. So all three versions, you know, sometimes there's a series of films, sometimes it's sometimes it's a sequel or whatever. Um, I mean, we could have uh, released Salt and Pepper by itself, the the Sammy Davis and Peter Lawford film, but, right. you know, we knew the sequel did not have an HD master, but we decided to go because we said, you know, why not release both? And then we paid for the HD master of uh, you know, one more time, the mm -hmm. sequel, which was directed by <laughs> Jerry Lewis. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How is, um, how's 4k going? Is it still just continuing to grow and grow and grow or do you? Uh, no, no, I don't, I wouldn't say that. It's not, okay. I, I would say that 4k is kind of still kind of a complicated format. Uh, we took some chances on some Paramount titles that, um, you know, the HDR restorations were all done by, by the studio. So it made it made them more attractive as 4K releases. But the numbers for those type of titles, as we kind of suspected, are not great. You know, uh, films like The Score or Nobody's Fool and stuff like that. Um, 
but of course, you know, the, the titles, the more the stronger titles like Tropic, Tropic, uh, Tropic Thunder and um, mm -hmm. Escape from Alcatraz, and those ones are going to do very well. A Marathon Man, and, and uh, we got Three Days at a Condor coming soon. Um, yeah, we have, uh, you know, as I said, To Live and Die in LA has to be moved back again because Mr. Friedkin is now back, so he's going to He's going to oversee the, the 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 color grading. We matched, pretty much matched the previous master he had approved. So I'm hoping it's not too much of a delay. It's all going to be done remotely. Um, I did end up dropping a couple of films I had that were directed by him just because I just didn't want to go through this again. We waited over a year for, for To Live and Die in LA and it's just, we paid for the transfer over a year ago. We paid for the MG a year and a half ago. And it's just sitting around and all this time we could have made money off the film and we just couldn't, we couldn't release it. So unfortunately that was originally scheduled from late May. Now it's gonna be probably moved to later. I'm hoping that I could put Night of the Hunter in its spot. Um, so if we could, then, then that, would be the, that would be the replacement. So in May, we have Longest Yard coming out on 4K and separate Blu-ray Blu release because it's never been out on Blu-ray. Uh, the same week, we're going to also put out Hustle, the other Burt Reynolds, Robert Aldrich film. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping that I get the Master for Seamus. If I do, then I'm, that's also going to come out the same week. So it will be a Burt Reynolds <laughs> badass 70s collection. So. That's great. I love it. It's it's funny how sometimes, and it may happen on accident. You can tell me, but when you end up with like, you know, it was like uh, I think it was in twenty twenty one. There was like this whole rash of George Pappard movies that hit all at one time. Like in no, no, that, that was intentional. I, I I'm I've always been a huge George Pappard fan, and I felt like PGA was one of my favorite films as a kid, and I felt like the film deserved to be you know, we discovered by a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I felt like, you know, it was, it's not as great as Harper is, but it's like in that, you know, that yeah. it's, it's, it's really, really good. And it's really it well good. made. It has a great Neil Hefty score, uh, great cast. Uh, you know, I also wanted to pick up the other George Rappard film that the same director, you know, Gilman had done uh, House of Cards uh, with uh, Orson Welles as the heavy, no, no pun intended, but instead of Raymond Burr, <laughs> instead of Raymond Burr is the heavy. Uh, right. But both of both those, uh, I wanted to release both of them, but that, that other one has legal issues. But I also, while I picked up the, while I picked up uh, PJ, I decided to also pick up Newman's Law, which is like a really good, like badass kind of like 1970s action film. And then of course the, um, I'm forgetting the other one with Michael Sarah's and uh, the, there's something conspiracy, the grounds, ground star conspiracy. Star conspiracy. Yeah. yeah. So that those so those three I picked up around the same time. And then Code Red, you know, Bill, when he was still around, he had asked to pick up the the Western that we ended up releasing with Papard, you know, because mm -hmm. he also wanted he wanted that one to be released. Um I didn't want to, I just didn't feel it was gonna sell well. He wanted to do it. I was right, it did not sell well, but you know, whatever. Well, can you speaking of Code Red? I wanted to talk a little bit about partner labels. What's going on with Code Red? When you're, how will this affect he with the with the passing of Bill Olson? Um, do you guys still have a partnership? Or I mean, well, I don't even know what's going you know, on. His brother, you know, Walt's still around. You know, he's uh, Walt's going to kind of like oversee the Scorpion label. Mm -hmm. 
we want to kind of like if if legally we could do it, we want to do like a little. Uh, you know, we'll, there's some films that he wanted to pick up that I ended up picking up through this current where, you know, we were about to sign a new MGM deal. And then we picked up some movies that he really wanted and and we want to kind of release it as studio classics, but we want to kind of also put the Code Red logo on there and uh, and kind of continue his dream, you know, his dream of releasing certain films that he wanted to, he wanted, you know, mm -hmm. to acquire and to eventually yeah. release. You know, we did uh, put a little tribute on the front of the of the Fred Williamson movie, uh, That Man Bolt. If you watch the opening of that disc, um, um, right after the disclaimer, it says, you know, in memory of uh, Bill Banana Man Olson, uh, he was a big fan of that movie. He originally, we originally had acquired it to release it as a Code Red Kino Lorber co-release, but then he got sick and he couldn't, you know, he just couldn't, he, just, he asked me if I could take over the release. I did. We reached out to Mr. Williamson. He agreed to do an interview and then we put it out. So um, that's, that's, that's where that is. I mean, as far as going ahead with their releases, you know, there's uh, some of the films are going to probably come out from Dark Force Entertainment because he was friends with the, uh, with Bill and they had an agreement. So as far as the films that he actually owns, I don't know what's going to happen to some of those. Some of those are going to probably end up with Scorpion and some of them are going to probably end up with uh, other people. So, yeah. Uh, you talked about a new MGM deal. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you don't get just carte blanche on whatever movies you want, right? I think there's a misconception that you just go in and you're like, well, I want this movie, this movie, this movie, and then... Well, we you... ask for stuff, you know, like, you yeah. know, people ask, people tell me, hey, why don't you pick up you know, James Bond? I'm like, yeah, I have... <laughs> if they were to license James Bond... No, you know what? I'm going to pass on James Bond, but I'm going to release this crappy little B, uh, 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 you know, spy thriller, but, uh, you know, but the thing is that people don't understand is a lot of the stuff is not available. And then there's also things, you know, there's a pecking order with these with the studios, which certain labels, they had been in business with them for a long, long time. Um, so they end up sometimes getting stuff that we had asked for, you know, sometimes we get outbid, sometimes we outbid people. Um, there's been times where I stood my ground and said listen if we don't get these three movies the deal is completely you the complete you know the deal is off the table mm -hmm. and then they realize they're going to lose a very very large deal and then they decide to come back and say you know what go all right we'll give you those three films but this this is not just i'm talking i'm not just talking about mgm i'm talking about every 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 label when it comes right. to this um there are times where you come up with a package of films you're trying to acquire and there's like four or five titles that are very important in that package. And if they remove those three or four titles, then the package becomes a lot less attractive and it becomes more of a uh, risk for us as far as, you know, uh, recouping our costs and everything else. So, yeah, so so we I decided to pick up some titles that um, we had released in the first deal and I did not renew originally, but I decided, you know what, let me pick them up again maybe add an extra subtitles, an old card, if if needed, a new transfer, if not, and most most likely I'm just going to re-release some of those titles. Um, then there's some titles that we picked up 
especially to just just to do new new transfers on and do new special editions on. Uh, you know, I know that uh, Steve DeJarnett has talked about Cherry 2000 and Miracle Mile. We're going to do new versions of those uh, with brand new 4K scans. We're not going to put them out on a on on uh, on 4K UHD. Um, I just don't think uh, the format. I'm still a little, like I said, I'm not. I'm still not 100% sure about what works with this format and what doesn't. I know I'm 100% sure what works. I know yeah. the really big films, the horror films. Um, stuff like we have released in the past, like Invasion of the Body Snatchers and Silence of the Lambs and Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Those type of films are no-brainers. Mm -hmm. It's as far as it's the titles that are kind of in the middle that I'm always not sure about. You know, titles that have done very well for us on Blu-ray, like Witness for the Prosecution and um, Thomas Crown Affair and Longest uh, the Long Riders and stuff like that. I just I'm not confident enough to put those out on, on 4K. And when we put out the Missing in Action collection. Some people will say, well, why don't you do those on 4K? I was like, well, I, I just can't take a chance on that right now. I'm going to put it out on, put them out on Blu-ray. And if they do really, really well, like The Train did and Thunderbolt Lightfoot did, later on, we may put them out on 4K. We're not trying to be tricky and release stuff on Blu-ray and get people to buy them and then get them to buy it again like two years later. That's not our goal. Whenever we... If that was the case, then I would have done that with Longest Yard. I would have done that with Italian Job. I would have just put them out on Blu-ray and then a year later, put them out on 4K. No, as you could see, we put those out day and day um, because we don't want to, we don't want to play that game. I'm not, I don't, I don't enjoy it as a, as a consumer when that happens. So I'm not going to do that to our loyal fan base, you know. Mm-hmm. You um, never know what the future is going to hold when you pick up a title. And if it sells well, that's going to encourage you to consider a, four, a 4K in the future, but only if it sells well. Sometimes people, you know, they come to me and they say, Heath, did you see what just happened? There's a 4K coming. I just bought the Blu-ray a year ago or whatever. But I'm like, well, that's what told. That's the signal that, you know, it's what you support. Yeah, but usually, I mean, even if you look at, okay, look at the titles that people have complained about. You know, when we announced the train. When we originally released the train uh, on, it was not a new transfer. It was the same transfer that that Twilight Time had released twice. Mm -hmm. They did a 3000 limited edition and then an encore 3000. So they sold out twice. Then we put it out. I we had a we had we did a little bit better packaging. We added a nice audio commentary and a couple of other little extras. And and it sold great. So then I look at this. I'm like, well, wait a minute. This thing sold out twice at 3,000 units. And then we put it out again, and it's done great. So two years later, I decided to put them out and put it out on 4K. For people to complain about that, I just don't get it. Because at the point when I acquired it, I only acquired it to put it out on Blu-ray. I had no intention of putting that on 4K. But because it's done so well, I'm going to take a chance on it. There are so many people that have questioned that decision, saying, why would you put out? 1960s black and white war film on 4K, and I'm like, well, there are times you want to take 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 chances. You know, we put out the Stanley Kubrick films, but you know that's a major major director, but those have done very well for us. Mm -hmm. um, some people complain, why did we release Killer's Kiss by itself? Well, we had a, we spent a, an arm and a leg on a new transfer. Uh, we had we paid a very large MG for it, so uh, for us to double feature it with Killer's Kiss, it does not, I mean, with, with the killing, it does not make any sense at all. It, it needed to be released by itself. And we also, 
you know, we release it as a, at a lower SRP. Uh, most of our 4K releases come out at 39.95. That one came out at 29.95. So, and it had a, you know, it had a trailer that we we newly re restored, and we did a brand new commentary. So, we just didn't have any other extras to add to it. Um, but that's 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 what we're looking at. I mean, you know, we have Ronin coming soon on 4K. We have, uh, uh, I don't want to, you know. We're working on Leviathan, on Manchurian Candidate, uh, you know, Needful Things, you know, and then there's a lot of universal titles we're working on. Um, but uh, Bad Lieutenant is, I want to ask about Bad Lieutenant. So that was recently uh, announced. Uh, that has a controversial music history, music rights history. I don't, I don't think that music is going to be ever cleared. That's what I, I was going to ask. I don't think so, because I think it's not just the artist. I think it's the artist sampling other artists. Yeah. It's, it's schooly situations, you know, like in those days, people used to sample everybody, right. you know, just thinking that they could do it without without paying any kind of uh, royalties. So I I don't think that we're going to look into, you know, we we know, you know, Abel Ferreras visited the office. He was standing here like a few few months ago. So so he we're going to ask him about that. You know, he's going to probably he's, I'm sure he's going to oversee the transfer. Now, if Squares is going to be R rated and C17, without a doubt, it's going to be on the cut version. I just can't understand why people even ask that question, but they do that. So whatever, uh, it's going to be the uncut version. Um, one thing that we just that I want to also correct on needful things, we were missing. We were told that there was a cut negative of the TV cut, but there is no cut negative of the TV cut. So for us to do a new restoration of the TV cut is just impossible. It will cost so much that it just wouldn't make sense. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be when, when Needful Things comes out, the 4K disc will be the theatrical cut. The second disc will include an up-res of the of the TV cut. It will be up-res in HD. It's going to look very good, but it's not going to be on 4K and it's not going to be in full HD because it's just not possible for us to do that. We did it once before where we actually went and found all the cut pieces of a film. It was Trilogy of Terror Part Two. We 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 you know we we re hired somebody. Right? It was Michael Felsher. He re-edited the whole thing, um, and it was so complicated. And then after we we picked up twenty, I think we were supposed to pick up twenty five or twenty six boxes. One of the boxes was missing. And that one box was missing a whole scene. So the, if you watch that disc, there's like a little disclaimer that says a little part of the film is actually an up-res and it's because there was no way, no other way to do it. Um, so that, uh, the, so that's gonna be a little bit of a, you know, bad news for some people, but there's nothing we could do about it. So, but we will include uh, an up-res of the, of the TV cut, which would be great, you know, it will be, be included. We, we, the original disc had a commentary by Fraser Heston, the director, uh, moderated by Walt Olson from Scorpion Releasing, and um, that's going to be ported over. Uh, we're going to reach out to, uh, to, uh, I think we're going to get the screenwriter uh, to do an interview, and we're trying to, we're going to try to do a few new extras for the release. Very good. I want to ask you about the um, 
the increase, what I perceive to be an increase in French cinema coming from Kino Lorber. I mean, in February, we got six Truffaut films. Um, also, that was, that was kind of, a, you know, it was, it was one of those, it was a kind of a coincidence because I've been looking at the Truffaut films for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was actually, I think, seven altogether. Okay. Uh, it was the four, four, four films in a box set and the three standalones. Yep, that's it. Um, yep. You know, I've been looking at those for like three, four years. And I, you know, should I, should I add them to the deal? Should I add them to the deal? So finally I did. The other stuff that's been happening, these, these, these Gaumont and, and, and potential TF1 and maybe Path Angels and stuff like that, those, those are titles that, you know, uh, in the past, through Studio Canal and through Gaumont and other people, we had released some some French noir titles and some classic French films. Yeah, starring the you know people like Alain Delon and Jean-Paul Beaumont and you know all-time legends. Um, and you know some of them have done well, some of them have not. So, so we decided to continue to take chances on these on these films. One of the reasons they made the the the, the deals we do with and with the European studios is more attractive is because we get all rights you know we also we says home video we also get streaming rights and we get theatrical and stuff like that so uh, so that's why that's why the, the true four thing was kind of a thing like i said i've been looking at the true four films for like four or five years okay. like every time they didn't make the cut this finally this last time i was like you know what these these should be out uh the four films the box set had never been released uh, those were never released on blu-ray so uh, we were uh, Laura Truffaut. She was involved, you know, in the in approving the packaging and everything. She's she's a she's she's a sweetheart. She's a great person to deal with. And um, in the past, she's been very helpful, giving us those Hitchcock Truffaut interviews for for our Hitchcock releases. You know, they had she had she had given us access to those. So. Um, she was very happy with the release. She loves the way that the, the packages look and she loves the the Bride War Black poster. She says she has it on her wall and everything else. So, yeah. Um, but that's uh that's yeah, that's 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 why that happened. And French films, yeah, we we just we're gonna continue doing them as as long as they make sense, you know. Well, Migray, if I'm I, I can never pronounce it properly. Well, it's, it's, you know, Migray or Migret, you know, in in, 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 the, in the UK they say Migret, but it's Migray. Yeah. Yeah, Migray. Uh, yeah, we 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 did the first two Migray films that we did was through our uh, TF1 deal like five years ago, which were the two Jean Gabon ones, and then this time around we decided to pick up the TV show, the UK TV show. And it's us four seasons. And we also picked up the two uh, earlier uh, Migret films that uh, um, uh, Gaumont uh, controlled. Mm-hmm. Um, we also decided to do the uh, Arsene Lupin films. Uh, so we, uh, we've done that. And, you know, we have the, the 1010 movies coming. There's two 1010 films. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with the 1010 comic books and all of that. Les Adventures du Tonton is that? <laughs> so there's two of those films coming out soon, and uh, nice. And uh, as far as uh, the the Gaumont package is concerned, there's a few other titles that we haven't confirmed yet, um, but they will they will be they'll be released uh, they'll be announced pretty soon. Excellent. Uh, 
the one that we were, were working on a new restoration on is the Outside Man uh, classic crime film with Jean-Louis Trentignon and Roy, Roy Scheider, Angie Dickinson, Anne Margaret, incredible cast. So, yeah. so that's going to happen. Le Chevel and Compare, we had released years ago on DVD. So we finally decided to re pick them up again. I'm still trying to figure out a way to pick up the third film, which for some reason ended up, the rights ended up with Disney. So I'm hoping that Disney would let us, um, you know, release all three films. Okay, that's a segue to a question. that I, I asked my Patreon supporters if they had any questions for you. One of them is about Disney. So with Mill Creek signing the, their deal with Disney, is there any chance that Kino Lorber may have a new Disney deal or any any other deals that because you've had deals in the past, at is anything point, at this point? I could tell you, I think, if I, as far as I know, the Mill Creek deal is a distribution deal. Yes, where they're going to be distributing, they're going to handle the, the the fulfillment and all this other stuff. Because I don't think the, the, that, that's that's what I've heard that they're going to be doing. They're just not going to be doing the smaller films. They're going to be doing all the bigger movies too. Uh, you know, the, the major major Disney films and stuff like that. So. So I don't think it's an acquisitions deal. I think it's more of a distribution deal, similar to what Warner Brothers does for MGM right now, where this is distributing the, the Rocky films and stuff like that. For mm -hmm. me. Um, the last time I talked to Disney, uh, which I'm going to talk to them again soon, uh, they were not interested in doing any new deals. Um, so it may it may change, um, but I'm you not know with all. Time. With all these noir noir films that you're you're mining for these box sets, there are so many Fox film noir titles that yeah, are yeah, not in released, circulation. We released a bunch of the Fox noir titles. Yeah. We released uh, I wake you know I wake up screaming and the cry of the city and uh, House on Ninety Second Street and uh, Roadhouse. Some really great ones we released. Yeah. We wanted to do much more, and we were we were like this close, this close to another big Fox deal when the acquisition happened where they were bought by Disney and they had to block everything. And it was unfortunate because our Fox deal is about to expire soon. We have a sell-off period. So we're going to have, we have the rights to sell it off until beginning of next year. But there's some really major titles in that package that I want to renew, like 1 million, 1 million, 1 million years BC and Barton Fink and stuff like that. And, mm -hmm. and I would love to do some, deals for some new fox titles uh if they ever uh, open the doors again uh, but uh but at this point there the, it's kind of a long shot uh unless unless something's changed i don't think i don't think it's possible okay uh eric asked uh he's, he's a two-parter did the republic serials and the roy rogers films not sell well um well the follow-up question is about the tv movies how are the tv movies doing you know, I kind of talked about this the last time. Yeah. The Republic, the Republic uh, serials and Roy Rogers films and the other B, B movies that we picked up during that first Paramount deal. We did them because they were fully restored and it wasn't going to cost us much money to release them, but the, none of them sold well. If they would have sold well, I would have continued releasing more, but it just, they didn't. Uh, very, very after like a after, within a couple of years after the release they all ended up on the wall supplies last sale yeah. and that tells you that they didn't do well because they were just sitting there for a long long time available for a long long time um so no am i going to pick up more republic b to b republic titles once in a while if the right one comes becomes available especially if it's been remastered already 
Um, I'm working. I'm currently working on another Paramount deal, uh, and I am I am looking into picking up a few um, Republic titles. But again, it's 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 riskier. Um, as far as <laughs> serials are concerned, Captain Marvel did very well. But Captain Marvel is sh you know is is Shazam and it's all of that. Then um, it's it's it, to compare that to the other serials is not fair. So the good, the really, uh, 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 the reason I'm I'm not willing to take more chances on serials is because Daredevils, Daredevils um, of the Red Circle, which I think is one of the best serials ever, um, did not sell well. It was beautifully remastered by us. We we spent a lot of money on that. They, it looked great. We did some nice audio commentaries for them. And uh, we put it out, it had Carol Landis in it. Uh, it just didn't sell. And if that one's not going to sell, I'm not going to take chances on the other ones. Now, if you know, if the really big ones become available to me, like the you know uh, Captain America or something like that, yeah, I think we will be willing to do the, those. But a lot of that stuff, I think the studios don't want to license because they have it's part of the brand. You know that they they have. You know all the all the stuff from Marvel Comics and stuff like that. I don't think want to license those. Yeah. Um, what about TV movies? Uh, any changes on TV? TV movies. How the TV movies are hit and miss. Um, the horror, even the horror ones, some of them don't sell well. Some of them do. Really? Uh, as far as the key horror sci-fi ones are concerned, not counting Disney because I was originally I was planning to work my 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 next Disney deal included a lot of TV movies that they were that was I was hoping they would clear. Mm -hmm. But the key ones that are with Universal right now with NBC are not legally clear. Either music, either whatever. Uh, I can't get into reasons why they're not available. But many of the titles that people regularly request that are NBC or Universal MCA titles, they're not available. Um, in this current deal, I picked up the, the Quester tapes. I picked up Fatal Vision, which was like a nice mini series from 1980s, and then we picked up the uh, 2002 um, Terminal Invasion. Um, in the new Paramount deal that I'm working on, I'm including some TV movies, but the odds of them being cleared is is not very good. But we're gonna try. What about? TV shows, TV on disc. You've had great a great track record with TV on disc. In fact, since we talked last, you've won some awards. And maybe those are the, maybe the awards I see over your shoulder are from this. Uh... Well, I was actually not very happy that we didn't win one from Cold Trap last year. I thought we, I thought we that that box set was amazing. It had so much extras and everything. Incredible. We won an we won a Saturn Award last year, but not for that. And even the the one of the one of the key guys that at Saturn told me he was he was shocked. He thought that Cold Trap should have won. The fix, uh, the fix. They easily. He was, he was. They actually thought about doing like a, like a honorary award kind of a thing to because it was such a great, great collection of boxes. So, so now I am hoping that maybe, maybe we will get something for Night Gallery this year because yeah. the second and third seasons came out this year. Um, those those sets were loaded with extras. Uh, you know, I'm. Uh, we're gonna. Pretty much uh, some breaking news, you know, right here. We have Colombo. Uh, that's going to be coming out very soon. Uh, we're going to release it as two box sets. 
um, the 1970s, asterisk 1968 pilot, 67, 68 pilot. It's going to be the first box set. It's going to have all the 70s stuff. And then there's going to be a second box set later on this year, even maybe early next year, depending on how long it takes us for us to create all the extras and everything. That will be coming out. Uh, that's going to be the 2000s, the comeback, the return, or whatever you want to call it. I'm not sure what the boxes are going to be actually called. My, goal, my guess is going to be Colombo in the 1970s and Colombo the return, something like that. But those those two TV shows, uh, that, not two TV shows, the, 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 that TV... We have the rights to Colombo and it'll be coming out later this year. Excellent. Uh, we're working on the extras right now. Every episode is going to include a lot of your commentary. We're going to get a lot of archival interviews. Um, a lot of the guys that were involved uh, in the Cold Check and Night Gallery uh, series are, are involved in the release of uh, of Colombo. Mark Dwidziak is there. You know, he's an expert on, on Colombo. And we're going to have um, Amanda Reyes. Amanda Reyes, of course, she's going to do a few a few episodes, and then um, you know Jim Benson and uh, uh, and uh, Scott Spencer and all of them other they're all they're all going to be involved. So it's going to be pretty pretty great. It's going to happen. Um, we're hoping that the first set comes out in the summer sometimes. Excellent. Well, you know, Steven Spielberg directed some Columbo. You should see if he wants to do a commentary. I don't think he's got uh, anything going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll call him tomorrow and see what he says. This is the off season for him. He's just hanging yeah. out at the house. Yeah. He's, uh, first of all, I'm not. I don't think he's too proud of his TV career outside of Duel. Um, but second, I you know I don't, I doubt he would ever want to do a commentary. I mean, you know, we got John Batham to do uh, some interviews and commentaries for Colchuk and for Night Gallery. So you know, we'll 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 we're gonna look into see, you know. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else we could include? But each booklet is gonna, each box is gonna include an essay, you know, um, and it's gonna have uh, an episode guide and everything else. And like I said, it's gonna have at least a commentary for each each episode and some other extras too. That's fantastic! I'm so excited about that. That's gonna be a great. Uh, it's gonna be a great summer. I, we I have can't... another TV series, a newer one, right now under license. It's also from Universal. Um, that one's going to be coming out season by season. Um, um, we're going to announce it soon. I mean, in some ways, it's kind of similar to Colombo, so that's the little hint <laughs> about it. So, <laughs> but that's that's all I want to say about that. So, okay. Well, I don't really have much else that I want to run by you. I, I really appreciate your time. Is there anything else that you'd like to cover while we're here? Uh, no, no. I mean, we got. Uh, as far as uh, the May schedule is concerned, you know, we got some really cool titles coming out soon and uh, um, we're working on acquiring a lot of different things. We just, uh, sometimes, you know, we we announce something thinking we were ready to release it. And then mm -hmm. before you know it, it comes out like a year later because things, uh, there's always unforeseen delays that we run into. Yeah. But the good news is that we also, we're currently working on uh, another Universal deal, another Paramount deal. Uh, we're about to sign an MGM smaller, smaller MGM deal. Working on some, we're working on some foreign uh, studio deals like Gaumont and uh, not Gaumont actually. But we, yeah, we may still, we may even do another Gaumont, but TF1 and Pathé, and then probably probably Studio Canal. Um, 
outside of that, I don't think I have much more to say. So, yeah. Um, well, I don't think anybody releases the, the wide breadth of genres and eras and all aspects of cinema that Kino Lorber does. And I know you're at the heart of so much of that. And I want to thank you for all that you do as a, as a cinephile, as a movie fan, I really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, we, 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 we try our, we try our best. Uh, There's a lot of movies that people request that, you know, I wish I could release. There's a lot of movies that people request. I'm like, yeah, if I could release them, I would have released them. So Absolutely. It's always funny when people ask me, hey, you guys released, uh, you know, The Hunter. How about The Getaway and Bullet? I'm like, yeah, those are available to me and I've passed on them. <laughs> right. So, but, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it, fans are always enthusiastic and they're always great. And, uh, and uh, you know, they want all their favorite films to come out. Uh, the good thing about us doing studio deals is that we get stuff out faster than most everybody else. I mean, there are some studios, I don't want to name, but one of the one, one of the ones that we have never done a deal with, you know, they're sitting on a lot of films. And I don't know how many more years this home video business is going to be around, you know, how many more years we're going to be able to release discs and special editions and all of that other stuff. It just doesn't make sense for them not to do um, sub-licensing deals with more than just the one or two partners they have, but it's their, it's their, you know, it's their company, and they, you know, I wish they they had a, they would open the 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 doors for us because that we there will be so much so many titles that we would pick up that they probably not even thinking about releasing at this point, mm-hmm. and our competitors probably would not even go after them, but we would be willing to take chances because we've had experience releasing th- things like that and we know how well they could do for us. Um, the one thing people don't understand is that there's titles that we release. And another label would also release a similar title and we would do much better with that title because of our fan base or they're used to buying those type of titles from us where when another label goes in and decides to put a film noir title and they're like, well, wait a minute, a film noir, they don't do well for us. Why is Kino continuing to pick them up? Well, because fans come to Kino for film noir. I mean, we do French noir, we do British noir, we do... You, you know, some of the great uh, classic, uh, we've done even, we've done German noir, we've done noir from, from, from all over the world. Uh, so uh, it's, so you can see right behind me, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're a big, big fan of film noir. So we're going to continue doing those. Um, I think the, I think the, the MGM set and the one that we're working on with Paramount, I think they're going to be great ones. People are going to be so happy that those two sets are going to come out because they, the films are kind of they they're kind of connected. They have something, you know, that puts you know. So I think both of those sets are going to be pretty amazing box sets. So they're going to come out hopefully, hopefully the MGM one I'm hoping later this year, and then the Paramount one probably early next year. So. All right. Well, I, I wasn't going to go here, but you went there. You talked about how you no one knows how much longer this business is going to last. Well, in our last interview, you used the term, I think this was your term, a slowly dying business. How do you feel about that today? Do you still stand by that or have you? I felt like that since for the last 10 years, 10, 15 years, I felt like every year it gets a little bit worse. Every year it gets a little worse. Every year you we lose a percentage of our customers who are either getting too old, they stop buying, they get, you know, they don't, you know, they pass yeah. away or whatever. 
and we're not replacing them with younger customers. It's not a situation where in the, in the old days, you know, you had. So we're not gonna, you know, we're not. There, there are probably some Gen Zs and, and millennials that buy buy discs, but majority of them are probably not people that actually buy discs and have a collection like yours behind them. You know, um, so uh, yeah, it is. It's 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 it's, it's, it's and the, the 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 biggest problem with what we're facing right now is the prices are not going down. Uh, depending on which studio you're dealing with, sometimes acquisition costs are acquiring films are becoming more expensive and then mastering and authoring is very expensive. Uh, mastering is becoming very, you know, it's, it's not going down, it's going up and 4K authoring is very, very expensive. And for, for whenever people tell us, well, why don't you release this and that on 4K? Like if we did that, we wouldn't be around for too long. Um, well, do do some of these studios in your experience want to hold on to titles for their own streaming services? I mean, everybody has one now. Do they want to hold it back, or is does that not really? Factor no, in? streaming is a whole. Listen, they have nothing to do with each other. Okay. Majority of the people that stream, they don't buy discs and vice versa. Well, no, I would take it back. People that buy discs still stream. Yeah. But the people that usually stream, they don't have any discs in their on their in their apartment you know they don't just don't have they don't have a shelf of like yours behind them with like like a collection of movies majority of people that stream they don't they don't want to own anything their whole reason for streaming is like i have my cloud i have my films i can watch them whenever i want of course there's a lot of movies they will never be able to see because they you know even though we remastered them the studios have not actually taken our remasters and actually done anything with them they, you know they're not they're not it's not like they're available on Amazon Prime or on HBO Max or somewhere like that mm -hmm. or Netflix or whatever. So, so no, the two, the two really don't have too much to do with each other. I think it's just how much, how many more years do I think people are going to continue to buy discs and support it enough for it? You know, we have to sell enough units for us to, to, to survive, you know, it's not, it's not all, you know, it's a so, so once in a while you pick up a movie and it becomes a hugely profitable movie and those are great. But majority of these films, you know, the profit margins are not very large. You know, there we just we do what we do. You know, when it comes to overhead and everything else and all, all the other stuff that's connected to it, it's not it's not a uh, you know it's 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 just more it's more complicated than that. So I'm hoping I'm hoping we do uh, we do more. Uh, that we continue doing this, and like I said, we're we're working on doing new deals. Still, it's not like we're gonna we're, we're ever gonna stop doing it. We're not, yeah. but it comes to a point where eventually, at one point, we're gonna look at it and say, well, "Wait a minute, everything that we picked up this year did not really work because didn't do the numbers we expected." And when that happens, then things have to change. Either MGs have to come down, or mastering prices have to come down. Or it just becomes too risky, or we get other rights. You know, in some cases, maybe, maybe they they allow they give us uh, with a small window of SVOD rights, and then then maybe you know maybe theatrical or something like that, where we can do something to promote the release and stuff like that. But yeah, but I don't know. I, to be honest, uh, everybody in, in my position, everybody in the, at the you know that's running these labels, we're all trying to do the best we can to survive at this point. So, um, yeah. and we'll see where it goes.
Well, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for your honesty and your candor. And uh, I hope that we can touch base again in the future. And uh, hey, maybe those those holdout studios will start to open the vault soon and let some of this stuff get out in the circulation. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, yeah. I, like, it's, it's, I, I don't, you know, I don't uh, email them every every week or every month. But once in a while, I reach back, reach out to them again and say, hey, has anything changed? You guys want to do something? And if they do, you know, we're, you know, if they, and they, they have my number too, so that they, they're ready to do a deal. Um, I remember when I got the phone call from Disney, you know, I had been sending them an email every, every month. And then I got a phone call and say, hey, are you still interested in doing an acquisition deal? Um, but it was, it was great that we did the deal. We picked up some really great movies, you know, some, some, some major ABC titles and some cool TV movies. But it was one of the deals that in hindsight, I, I don't know if I would have, if it was today, I, I wouldn't do it because we were, we had to take, take all or none. So it was like a 200 film deal. It was two, in two parts. We had to pick up every film in the, in the package or, or we couldn't like be selective and take half of them and not have the other half. We had to take everything. So we ended up picking up a lot of titles and whenever people ask us, well, why, you know, you guys released, you know, Kazam and it's Pat, you know, and I was like, I'm like, yeah, we got, we got. I was, I was looking at, I was like, was it's Pat part of that deal? And it yeah, was. we got, we got stuck with those titles. We had to pick, you know. And I, and the funny thing is, it's Pat and Kazam actually were pretty successful. Yeah, it's some of the other stuff that we ended up releasing, that really, that, you know, through that Touchstone and Hollywood uh, Pictures Library. That really bombed, you know. They were like horrible sellers for us. Some of the stuff, not talking specifically about Touchstone, but some of the stuff that you would never expect to necessarily connect. So, you know, I just interviewed uh, and uh, John uh, Hames Newton from Cool as Ice, and he was like, "Oh, the people even watch them because that movie did not do well at the box office. I think it made one million dollars off of a six million dollar budget. People still talk to me about Cool as Ice. They're like, I'm so glad that that came out. Well, on, Cool as uh, Ice is it was a very good seller. Uh, that yeah. was a very good seller. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I I I passed on it the first time, and then I said, you know what? I think there's enough of a there's a you know I said I think there's a market for this film, and people people are gonna. Unfortunately, we couldn't get. We tried to get Vanilla Ice for an interview. We tried to get the actress. We tried to get some of the people that were involved in the movie, but they all turned us down. But that movie uh, that that this uh, that that's done very well for us. That means the biggest surprise for me. Now it's kind of a surprise because I thought I was gonna do well, but. Not the kind of numbers it's done. It's career opportunities. The Jennifer Connelly movie, you know, that, that movie has fantastic. done. That movie has sold so well for us. You know? I think I'm responsible for some of it because I love that movie. Such a, I mean, it's it's John Hughes, it's classic John Hughes, but it's yeah. like the un, it's like it's a John Hughes that most people aren't super familiar with. So, and Jennifer Connelly, come on, I mean, she's gorgeous in that movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, to be honest, I, I picked up some girls because of. <laughs> How well career opportunities did I said <laughs> maybe maybe people want to see more Jennifer Conley so yeah you uh, know I also I also did a special edition of the Hotspot which which I've done very well for us that was a very good seller um, there are there are always there's always titles that are big surprises like uh, space uh, what was that that Space Camp that movie did incredible numbers I mean I couldn't believe how well it sold uh, but then there's some movies you pick up. That you have high expectations for and they don't do well. Um, Cry Freedom. I didn't expect it to do great, but I didn't expect it to do what it's doing. It's 
It's like an Oscar-nominated film with Denzel Washington, Kevin Klein, directed by Richard Attenborough. Epic two-and-a-half-hour film. You would think it would sell well. It was, it's a really poor-performing title. But, you know, that's... that's, that's it's, it's kind of funny that like a B-movie from the 80s sometimes becomes like a cult classic than a, like a major studio film that was Oscar nominated and had all this other stuff. And it was like a big deal when it got released. Nobody remembers anymore. Yeah. A movie like Cry Freedom is a very good movie. I think people saw it today. They were like, wow, this is a really good film. But it's just like, I don't think people just, people forgotten it, I think, so. It's crazy what connects and what doesn't and what, uh, what balances out. Very unpredictable because there's movies, yeah. there's movies that do really well. I mean, I was very happy, like as we were talking with George Rappard before, uh, PJ was a very good seller, you know, it did very well and actually did very well on DVD. Sometimes some, sometimes releasing older films for the first time on DVD, they don't do well. Titles that have been previously released on DVD and has gone out of print, those do actually really well sometimes. When you re-release them on DVD, they do very well because, but, but a lot of the a lot of the newer films that when we when we when we pick up the uh, we put it out first time on, on DVD they don't do very well. Um, but some of like Scavenger Hunt did great and Love Love of the Proper Stranger did great. But that's because I think Steve McQueen and Natalie Wood, mm-hmm. all the fans that have the, the Natalie Wood collection or their Steve McQueen collection, they want to be completed. So they could, now they they're gonna they're almost forced to go buy. <laughs> the dvd of they that have to. even if they have the blu-ray you know yeah um, but right. that's 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 you know that's what we're dealing with um i think our release of bug will also be canceled that's another thing the the freaking william freaking film that i okay. announced um and there was another freaking film that i had currently under and the paramount deal that i think we're gonna end up dropping too so um but that's about it but hey you know we announced during the interview, we announced Colombo, so people should be should be happy with that. So. That's right. Yeah, I know I am. All right, Frank Tarzi, I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate how open you are with your answers. Uh, this is a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. I can't tell you how much I appreciate Frank Tarzi's honesty, his candor. For us to find out that, you know, we you got the scoop on Columbo, right? Uh, two different, looks like it's going to be split into two, like the TV, the TV series era, the TV movies era. Uh, to know that there's more TV coming, that the even the insights about TV, you know, I'm, I'm a huge TV movie fan, and to know that those aren't selling as well as they could, that's that's valuable information, and it's val- valuable for us because it lets us know, okay, this is a, an area we can support. That's why I think transparency, whenever possible, is a good thing because it lets other people know what the situation is, what's the status, right? So, okay, we know that uh, maybe some of this stuff is selling a little less than other things that could use more support. So when a sale runs comes around or an announcement comes around, we know where our money can go. It just, it, it, it helps, it's, information is always a good thing. So uh, also the freaking titles, the freaking things that are going on here, that's valuable information. Uh, 
I, I, there's so much to talk about here. So let's talk about it. Let's carry the conversation over into the comments below. Please share this video. Please spread the word. Well, I say video. This is also a podcast. Share this episode, right? Share it wherever you can. If you're in a member of, if you're a member of a, a group, you know, a movie watching group or a movie, a physical media group on Facebook or something like that, please share this. So this gets out there. Please subscribe to Serial at Midnight. Uh, please sub- subscribe, uh, review, rate, Give thumbs up on YouTube, comment, all that stuff. Anything you can do to engage supports interviews like this. This is the kind of thing that I want Serial at Midnight to be associated with. But content like this can easily get drowned out on various platforms because there's just so much stuff out there. So elevate it by engaging with it and supporting it, spreading the word. I thank you so much. We've got another exciting conversation coming up for you in about seven days. Stay tuned. Uh, Thanks so much, guys. Take care. Until next time, I will catch you later.